Okay, so we're back, and unfortunately, this is a very sad um, situation. I've heard of these things happening, and um, it's unbelievable that it takes place. YouTube crashed. Oh no. Okay. All the time we go and we get both sides of the story. We get the plaintiff side, we get the defendant side. Um, there's people that are unhappy with judges' uh, decisions all the time. The court gives us information uh, on those cases, but they seem to act very differently when it comes to the guardianship cases. They were definitely much more defensive from the beginning. We've had some very contentious uh, interactions with, uh, especially with the court information officer, uh, where voices were raised and words were exchanged. This is a courthouse. That's the reality. It's not a production house. It's a courthouse. So we don't care if you guys take or not. We don't care if the judge is on TV or not. We don't care. The only thing we care about is protecting the integrity of the process. It's all about the integrity of the process. To this day, they don't want to answer our questions. We can send an email with three, four, five very specific, very pointed questions. And, you know, we'll throw a party if we ever get a response that has any substance to it. At this stage, we're not willing to. What about we're willing like to give you writing, willing to answer all your questions. We may not be willing to put somebody on camera to answer the questions. They, of course, just typically don't behave like this. Every judge that we go to that wants to do an interview with us says we have to check with you and you say no. So you're the front, you're on the front line. They talk about transparency, but they don't mean it. It's transparent only on their end. Got to keep the light shining on the people that are being taken. They're hiding what's happening to these people. Why don't they want me to film? What, what are they trying to hide? <laughs> Family court was established in Clark County in 1993. Stephen Jones was the first presiding family court judge in this county. Stephen Jones is now in a federal penitentiary for running a fraud scheme out of his office. 2004, Jones hires Commissioner Norheim, who was a private practice attorney, and he was the criminal defense lawyer for a guy by the name of Rick Rizzolo, who was indicted and convicted for racketeering here in town. Jones plucked him and places him in this rather important family court role. And in short order, Norheim was hearing 100% of all family court adult guardianship cases. And when you realize, too, that that court was taking roughly a thousand people a year and putting them under guardianship, that judge has a pretty critical role. I share all this with you, Billy, just to say, look, I don't have any proof, but when I look at the background and what has occurred since that time with 
the players, Stephen Jones, the background of John Norheim, hundreds of victims. The, the average rational American looks at it and goes, this, this is completely wrong. The Vegas Voice was just a, a regular senior paper for your health, wealth, and good times. And all of a sudden, we found out that this is a problem. This is a very real problem. The regular newspapers aren't covering it. So the Vegas Voice got involved. And after the paper came out, detailing the guardianship problems, on a Friday afternoon, I received a phone call from an elderly woman. She was whispering, you have to help me. I'm stuck. Someone snuck in your newspaper i read it i'm one of the victims i have no other place to go mm. if you can't help me i'm going to die in this place and she said to me come and meet me if you think that i am mentally incompetent then just walk away she challenged me how do you as a human being not take up her course and that mm. person's name is phyllis moskowitz and we spent a year getting her out. I'm really happy that April didn't get your car. I would have been sunk. She got my parents' car. Just a damn shame that they've been allowed to do what they've done. And I'm also glad that she left you with things in your house and you got to go home. You know, I'm glad that you got to go home. You know? No. Oh. I've lost six dress sizes since this all started. Last year at this time, remember how you called me and you had to whisper because you told me you snuck in the paper? Look what you've accomplished over the last year. Now, it's not fair that you were put there. It's not, Phyllis. We know that. Rhonda and I know that. Nothing but you know what? You got out. Yeah. And you're the only one. You're the only one. You beat him. I know you don't, may not feel it, but you beat him. You survived. You're one of the lucky ones. What she said to me is, I have four husbands and you and your mama can't get one. <laughs> It's a choice, Mama. Don't use the word can't. <laughs> yeah, normally this was done by uh, the mortuary. But we just, um, let's spend this little bit of time. She was under the public guardian. It's taken a little bit too much time to pay the, uh, for the funeral costs. It's like they hold on to the, the war's money like it's theirs. They don't want to let go. I spent every school break, every holiday, every everything here in Vegas. We'll go traveling in the motorhome across the country. She helped me purchase my first home. It's crazy how total strangers can just come in and, 
you know, it's, it's had a, a major toll on my family this past few years. And um, outside of our own personal issues, it doesn't help having total strangers come in that don't know anything about you and your family to just come and take control of things. It's, it's, it's strange. For me, we would be going to the nail salon and doing things yeah. and stuff and I wasn't able to do that anymore in her last years. So I just have to go yeah, they and kept sit her a with prisoner. Her. I couldn't take her across the street to no the ice movies, cream. no even to the nine nine cent store where she'd like to go. We couldn't do that anymore. They wouldn't let us take her out the front door. One thing I know for sure is that she wanted to go home. And it was like torture visiting her and then I gotta leave. And she like, okay, I'm ready. I'm gonna go with you. I'm like, you gotta stay here. She's like, I'm going home. The guardians robbed us, they robbed her. Once her numbers start jumping and I knew that she might not make it another day, I was halfway home. I was like two hours away. And I just canceled everybody and just turned around and came back. And if nothing else, I was just glad that I made it back because, um, Seeing her take her last breath. She was strong and she would want me to be strong, so. I don't want this hand falling off the table. You look good, mama. I just can't believe this happened to her. $41,000 out of my bank account. The jewelry, the furs, 
All that is missing. Diamond earrings, that's gone. Took all my annuities, my retirement annuities. Lost the $320,000 house. Tiffany, watch. Stocks, bonds, everything they thought they had, gone, finished. We have nothing left. No money, no assets, nothing. There's more to this than meets the eye. It needs a master, and I mean a master investigation. Contact 13 uncovered Rudy and Rennie were charged $780 each for court filings and travel time to court on the same days in 2013. That's over $1,500. You're absolutely right. this couple. You're absolutely right. Who you're and saying doesn't we, have enough money already. We will happily reverse those, out, those charges out. We'll go back and happily reverse those charges. No. It shouldn't take an investigative journalist to be pointing out that level of wrongdoing. That's what the court is there for. It's one of those things when you first hear about it, you go, what? How can that be? How can that happen? How is that allowed? How about $108 Parks charged Rennie to buy her a pair of stretch pants? Does 108 bucks for stretch pants seem reasonable? No, it reasonable? doesn't. And, and I'm happy to reverse that. A group of us went to the county commission and complained about Commissioner Norheim and Judge Hoskins and what was going on with appointing of these private guardians and giving them a carte blanche to do whatever they wanted. And we figured if anybody could do anything to stop this, it would be them. Supreme Court of Nevada said, wait a minute, you're not going to make changes without us knowing about it. So let's form a blue ribbon commission to investigate the whole thing. The commission's to look at the laws to see if the laws need to be changed to allow the place where people who are subject of exploitation are able to come forward, uh, testify, and be able to tell their story. Morning, I'd like to uh, call the Guardianship Commission to order. I asked the Supreme Court to form a commission to study the administration of guardianships and conservatorships. Supreme Court delegated to me the responsibility to appoint uh, the commission members. I uh, spent a lot of time uh, carefully selecting the people who were on the commission. Uh, everyone who was selected was selected for a specific reason. We are here today to take a fresh look. I'm gonna get this mess cleaned up. Is there anyone who would like to offer public comment Thomas Gall, my mom was grabbed on the street in front of her house going to visit a friend. She was then hidden in Pahrump unlawfully for six months and doped with psychotropic drugs such as Melaril, Zypraxia, Paxil, Effexor, and so forth. I could not find her. I was devastated. My aunt was victimized based on a defective document and incorrect diagnosis by an unqualified person. They drugged him so heavily he couldn't eat or drink. They abused him from the first minute he got there. She was taken from her home, kicking and screaming on a gurney. What crime, what crime, tell me, did these wards commit? Now that everything has been stolen and the home is was lost, my mom has a life sentence in the nursing home and April Park still walks free despite the fact that all the authorities are aware of what she has done. Someone could knock on my door, take me away, and walk off with everything that I own. That 
is so, so, so scary. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about my, me, about me, me or I. Um, I, uh, not a good public speaker. I cannot tell us for a year or deal in, in three minutes. It, it came already to me and then uh, it went again away. Uh, they split us apart in order to put her in, in a assisted living and be able to sell the house. So we were not allowed to speak in any other language, just English. And Slow down. What do you mean you weren't allowed to speak in any other language? Well, the reason was that uh, they were afraid that I might try to tell her the truth. We were completely under control. Any other public comment? My name is Leonard Stein. I'm the husband of Helen Stein. Um, I'm sorry I'm not a good public speaker. My wife and I, we were married close to 30 years. We had a loving uh, relationship. In my physical and mental condition, I supposed to be a guardian over my wife, and not strangers. But the son contacted Mrs. Tyrell and started taking over the guardianship. And the police and uh, paramedics came, picked up my wife against her will, took her to St. Rose, and she was not allowed to, to leave. And I was completely separated from my wife. She always asked me, where are you? Why are you not here with me? And I was not allowed to tell her why. And she said, you promised me I'll do that to us part. I don't know what to tell her. All, all is due to... Uh, Elise Tyrell, I don't know why she's here. She destroyed my marriage and, uh, and our lives. Okay. Thank you for listening to me, give me the opportunity. Uh, a lot of questions from the testimony that has been provided here continue to frustrate me considerably. Yes, I go through this to understand. And sometimes in the evening, through the windows, and she was sitting by herself. Nobody was talking to her. Nobody cared about her. She was probably her head spinning and thinking. Why is she sitting alone here? Why am I not there?
Private professional guardian Jared Schaefer goes head-to-head -head with families who've accused him and other for-profit guardians of abusing power. Any questions, you guys can find me anywhere you want. If you can't find me, ask Judge Warren, ask Elise Tyrell. If you want to talk to me, call me. I'll talk to you about it individually or as a group. Okay, thank you, Mr. Schaefer. Uh... Schaefer's influence on the court deprived us of a host of constitutional rights. Uh, this is uh, my mother, Anna Regal, and this is the care that she got under Terry Schaefer. Hello, is Jared Schaefer in, please? Sure, this is Billy Mintz. I am a documentary filmmaker making a film about guardianship. Hello, Jared. Hi, Jared. My name is Billy Mintz. I'm a good Jewish kid from Toronto making a documentary about guardianship here in Clark County. Hey, he hung up on me. He said, when you read the files about guardianship, you'll know more. I'm not speaking to anybody about guardianship. Have a nice day. I didn't even know what that meant. Should I call him back? As for Jared Schaefer, when we contacted him about this case, he referred us to court documents and hung up on us. Darcy Spears, Channel 13, Action News. Of your place. I tried finding the door, but I couldn't. Okay, man. He said there's AK 47s pointed at the door if anybody tries to break in. It's a little deterrent, that's about it. That's okay. You know what I mean? Now, what I'm about to give you here uh, is been highly protected. Abuse by public administrator's office. That took me in real bad. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. They took them away, Jared Schaefer and, and his crew. And it's like you looking at your parents. And you can't do nothing. You've got to be a god in this world somewhere to help them. Back in the 90s, 94, 95, yeah, I was living at a place called uh, Las Vegas Mobile Home Park. I would take out the uh, trash to the dumpster, and I stumbled across the lad about 88 years old, and his name's Glenn Morrison. His wife I would meet, Ruth Morrison, and they became great friends. At 88 and 90, their minds were fine. Uh, I spent a lot of time with them never wanting anything from them but the friendship. They were very kind people. Mahalo. Glenn had no family. He had his little mobile, single-wide mobile home, and I think $150,000 he had in the bank. Uh, his wife, Ruth, her son, she would disown 
because he turned them into the public administrator's office. I actually was in the house when they came to the door. Ruth, you're looking terrible. You look sick. Why don't you open the door and let me in and I'll take you to the doctor. We've been married for 50 years. We're fine. They didn't care. What made you start filming? Intuition. They asked you to come out of your house again? Yeah, this morning. Ruth, what happened? We just wouldn't go. What happened? Well, we just didn't know we weren't going to the hospital. We were fine. Nobody likes your family hurt. And I had to watch this thing go on. Jared Schaefer has declared himself to be Ruth and Glenn's guardian. Uh, and now uh, Ruth and Glenn has barricaded in here. They have it locked so nobody can get in. And they're standing off Jared Schaefer at this point. Is that pretty accurate of what's going on? Pretty accurate, yeah. We've always been together in the house. And we like it here. It is a very family that it's home. But they leave us alone, we're fine. They put security guards outside of their home. These are guards sent SOA security. They sent in front of that. They're sitting in front of Glenn's home. They were there all night. Mm -hmm. And uh, one afternoon, I had my camera and I was filming them. And they sent in a locksmith to unlock their doors by force. They've now called in a locksmith. August 4th, around 2, 3 o'clock. Taking the Morrisons by force, it looks like today. Because they weren't coming out. It was like Custard's last stand. I can't believe that. I can't believe it. And they got rights, too, as the citizens. Yes, they do. Jeez. They took them from their home. Who took them? Jared Schaefer, known as a notorious senior citizen abuser. They put him into a, uh, a facility. They fed him drugs, they died. What happened to the 150,000? It frightens me that some of the very same foot soldiers that are under the kingpin, Jared Schaefer, are sitting on this panel. Police Tyrell 5531 on behalf of Jared Schaefer. I have Jared and Patience Bristol with me. We want everything plus the keys to the house. No. You're not arresting no. that this house will be appointed today. Carol has been a dear friend for several years and I don't understand why this is going on. She's a dear friend. I care greatly for her. She asked me years ago if I would help her. I've been doing that and there, I went on vacation for two weeks and uh, her attorney for a lawsuit appointed Jared Schaefer. Um, well, actually, I she appointed has Jared Schaefer. She's actually but... saying that she wants nothing to do with Jared Schaefer. I need the keys to the house. And he's temporary guardian. He's entitled to the keys to the house. You're entitled to the keys to the house. So when can he have the keys? Um, that courtroom is Jared Schaefer's courtroom. And don't make any mistakes about it.
He'll do whatever he wants, and they're all listening to him. Nothing sticks to Schaefer. He has too many people in his pocket, and too many people have been paid off. This is one RICO enterprise that's been going on for a long, long time at the hands of Mr. Jared Schaefer. The people who are on this commission, they're not the solution. They were the problem. At least Tyrell, I understand, is charging $500 per hour to a ward that was appointed to April Parks, and that's a major uh, conflict of interest. What was your thoughts when there became a focus from the victims on some of the people that you'd chosen on the committee? Well, I can understand from the perspective of someone who characterizes themselves as a victim that uh, a person who's sitting on the commission uh, that they have strong feelings about, negative feelings about, shouldn't be here. I have a different point of view. When it comes to your civil rights, being put under guardianship is worse than being sent to prison. Those words from a judge who sits on the commission. Chief Justice James Hardesty addressed what we've been asking about for months. What's being done to hold private guardians accountable for exploiting the people they're supposed to protect? This building represents so much in this town and there's been so much stonewalling from this building. And I'm about to talk to like the top dog. And for me to be allowed to be here, that's a new thing. How did this issue come to your attention? You know, I've been in town a long time. And years ago, I always heard about potential abuses, but it wasn't on my radar. It wasn't something that was my responsibility. You know, if you take a simple robbery case where somebody puts a gun to somebody's head and there's a couple of eyewitnesses and there's video surveillance, there's the law enforcement angle as far as did a person commit a crime, investigating that, and then bringing a prosecution. And then there's family court. It's separate from the criminal justice system. And I think that in Clark County is where the problem started. Hi, this is Julie Belshi. Is Lieutenant Weiskopf available? I reached out to District Attorney Wolfson two weeks ago asking for a status report. Received no response. Oh, he wasn't in on Friday either. We're just wondering. I mean, are we on a different planet? I'm calling him regarding my parents. It's like we're infested with this disease and nobody wants to talk about it. No one has been fired. Not a penny's been returned. And I'm losing hope by the day, confidence by the day, that anyone is going to be arrested with this investigation. This is the November edition of the Vegas Voice. In this edition, we made it very clear that our government officials have failed the senior population and that at best they're either irrelevant or incompetent. And I do believe that they are both. I went down there week after week delivering files to them and they say that's great Ronna go to the hospital bring us uh, Phyllis's file bring us this bring us that and I did I ran around like crazy and then all of a sudden stopped dead and Wolfson says well by this month you'll have an arrest by that month you'll have an arrest and nothing two years nothing he's got witnesses he's got cases he keeps promising Julie it's regarding uh, April Parks your mother? Or? April Parks is not my mother, ma'am. No. Oh, She's okay. a private guardian. Big 
When April Parks took my parents, something clicked in me, and I saw her in an orange jumpsuit, and I said, there's no way I'll ever back down. And I started filing petitions, objections like crazy. I was like a nut. What's going to happen today, Steele is going to refer us to the district court where we're going to go after the doctors and Parks and everybody involved. And I'm going to make sure it happens. I'm not going to back down. We hope to be removed from the family court today and be able to go to the civil court in front of a 12-person jury, and we're going to pursue it all their way, and we're going for their balls, just so they know it's their balls we want. There's been objections on the accountings. I will set a trial date at the end of the final accounting hearing, so I'll see you guys in 20 to 25 days, depending upon that. You guys have two or three months to get this together, and now we have to wait till June 23rd. I just want to get out of this family courtroom, Deborah, okay? We, we're not going to as make I explained, any progress. As I explained yesterday, yeah. you just got to give us some time. This isn't like Deborah. Deborah, I've given you guys. Plenty of time. Wait a second. Wait a second. I am your client. These are my parents, and I take care of them. Okay. This just takes time. One hearing is one hearing too many, especially at the cost of five to ten thousand dollars, and that's what they cost. The attorneys they have one interest: keep them in here, get their money. April Parks doesn't have to be here. She's relocating. She's going to move. I don't know if you've got wind of it or not. What is all this? She can move. They don't have to show up. I can't do this, Rick. I cannot do this. I cannot let these people get away with everything. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to get away with everything. And we're not going to let them get away with it because we got the media on our side. Hang in there. I know this is extremely emotional. Let's just keep her cool. Let me do some homework and I'll get back to you. She's missed three court dates. And we believe because she has missed three court dates that she will be what? Held in contempt of She'll be held court? in contempt if, of court. If the other attorney decides to file that which he won't because all the attorneys are together and they don't want to ruin their little process of being together and referrals and all of that. The priorities for the attorneys in family court elder law is number one, make money. And that environment allowed them to make very, very good money. Secondly, protect your network, protect the institution. That means you don't go against Commissioner Norheim or Judge Hoskin. And don't go against your attorneys, your peers in the bar. And thirdly, if we're lucky, satisfy a client. But the clients would come and go. Guardianship is a one and done for the families that are brought before that court. The guardians are there every week. The judge is there every week. And their friends in the bar are there every week. And you could see in all these court records the consistency by which there was a dedication to support the institution and the network far outweighed any interest to protect the victims or their families.
In 2003, I warned everyone I could find of judicially sponsored kidnapping and theft. The government in this jurisdiction is not functioning with regard to these matters and has not done so since at least the mid-1980s. I have all the information that the current situation started with Jared Schaefer and Kathleen Buchanan, but they were the government. Can you tell me the difference between the private guardians and the public guardians? The public guardian is part of Clark County, and they're supposed to take cases where no one else is available. As I understand it, a few years ago, their caseloads went up really high, and they were saying, don't send us any more cases. And so that's where this cottage industry grew of private professional guardians. Public guardian is only supposed to handle indigent people, but they don't just do that. What they do is exactly the same. This is a website that accuses the public guardian of doing the exact same thing as we heard about April Park. The public guardian's office was beholden to Schaefer. Schaefer's the kingpin. He was in there since 1979, and then he handpicked everybody from that moment forward who was going to succeed him. So I, I don't trust anyone in the public guardian's office or the public administrator's office because he also held that that job for many years. It's a small little town, and they all know what's going on. I have three women here that I definitely want to talk to at some point. Personally, I don't focus on this stuff. But it's because I don't want to
Can people Operators from Butch. Of course. You're you're um you're the public guardian. I am for Clark County. For Clark County. So you were working in the public guardian's office with Kathleen Buchanan. Correct. We are considered under state law the guardian of last resort. In those types of cases, when there's no family who's willing or able to serve, um, the public guardian can step in in that role. Pause. A lot of times when they say there's no family that's willing or able, well, they disabled the family. Just like Julie, they, you know, she was a drug addict. I'm sorry, you can make all these allegations with what kind of proof? A lot of our clients, they're referred to us. They're referred to us from a hospital. They can be referred to us from elder protective services. A regular person would never understand that you could go to the hospital because you had a cold and that the hospital runs your financials and that they have really the first access to know if you are moneyed or not. A private professional guardian who has their own business does have, has no affiliation with our office. Then why is there a certificate hanging in April Parks' office that's been signed by Kathleen Buchanan? <laughs> that's interesting. Once we're appointed as guardian, we set up case plans. Um, if we're guardian of the person we're looking at, are they in the least restrictive environment that can meet their needs? Oh, oh my goodness. That is so wrong. The second they snatch them out of the house, they put them in an institution somewhere. <sighs> least restrictive? No. And if they fight, she knows better. She, uh, she's been there eight and a half years, she knows better. I've been speaking with families. They've been in the dark this long about what's going on. Will there be any retribution? Our criminal justice system, and I've said this for years, is oftentimes very inefficient. But when you're talking about elder abuse and exploitation and thievery, you have to subpoena those records. And they're massive because we're talking about not just one or two transactions. We're talking about hundreds of transactions. So you have to interview hundreds of people and look at thousands of documents, and then you have to put it into such a format that is presentable to a jury. So it takes a lot of time. They've had credible information about this since about 2004 when I first started telling people. I told the police, the police had me in secret meetings that nobody will probably ever know existed. I was asked to come back two and three times to tell them what had happened. And then they took me to somebody totally outside of the police to test my credibility. That person told them, whoever she is, take her down and sign her up. Do you think they did it? No. So I wish I had five J.P. Robbins instead of just one and 10 uh, Metro detectives and 10 attorney general investigators, but in the real world, I don't have those resources. Do you think that people who are the perpetrators, are they aware that they might face justice? Absolutely. There are people that are probably pretty worried and scared right now about the system finally catching up with them.
private guardian April Parks can no longer avoid accountability as investigators carted out boxes of documents from Parks' office. She spoke to us back in May. When I get to that age and somebody tries to put me under a guardianship, I'm probably going to come out kicking and screaming too. In a short while, you're going to see, I'm not going to say a spoonful, you're going to, you're going to see a whole gallon of justice delivered soon. So I did go see Wolfson. All right. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Wolfson. Yeah. I'm sure it went talk. great. You're, you're a good buddy? Shh. Yeah. So first thing he told me was that there's a press conference on Wednesday. I've been waiting for this for a long time. And it's very frustrating. You feel like you're alienated from society. You feel like you've done something wrong and we've done nothing wrong. All this work. We're trying to help people. It's hard. This is good because all that you've worked for is now happening. And but we don't as, know. But as Scott said, listen, we've gone through months of hearing this and it keeps getting delayed and promises and delayed and delayed and promises. Okay. Now let's hope that Wednesday happens. He said, and I quote him, if you are expecting a spoonful of justice, expect gallons of justice. That would mean a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's going to bring down the whole entire gang. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, yeah. That's too good to be true. Wolfson's putting on a press conference. You're kidding me. He told me, expect gallons of justice. He did? He said gallons of justice? We've funneled a lot of evidence to the Attorney General, to Las Vegas Metro Police Department on the activities of guardians and lawyers over the last five years. It'll be hopefully a day of celebration. My dream is that April Parks and Jared Schaefer go to prison for the rest of their lives for the harm they've done. What do you think he's going to say? I have no idea, but I'm... What do you want him to say? I want him to say that this has been going on in this state for 30 years and that they are going to arrest Jared Schaefer, April Parks. Justice for me in this situation would be for the whole ring to go down because people are going behind bars and I want to be the person to turn the key and tell them, there you go. This is your new home. Enjoy it. If the whole crew got indicted, starting with Norheim, starting with Park, starting with Schaefer, it would be a moment. starting with Hospice. It would be a moment. The idea that he stands up and say they've been indicted doesn't get you back any money, but just a little bit of justice to see what's going on. So that's gallons for me. And for that one moment, you feel a sense of satisfaction. Miss, one moment. Yes, it would. It'll be a big day. If we get the gallons, it'll be a big day. I, I do feel like something is coming down. I mean, this sounds to me like they're going after the big guys or the big guy. It must be stopped. It has to be stopped.
I've been told a couple times that they're going to take care of this and get everything resolved. I just, I can't get too excited because until I actually see something, I won't believe it.
years of blood, sweat, and tears that we poured into this. This investigation began in 2015. Here we are in 2017, seeing the first measure of true accountability. Glad to see some of these horrible people behind bars, uh, but there are more. There's a whole bunch more out there that need to be in the same we all want justice with our loved ones. It's not just April. It's a lot of people here in Las Vegas that are committing crimes, and they need to be brought down. How are you feeling, Rudy? I'm feeling tired of it all. I'm very tired because it's uh, been reliving over and over, and we're trying to rewrite history. It's hard. It's very hard. It's too much for the family. It's too much scar tissue. inside a Henderson storage unit. I discovered an urn, and I thought, oh my God, this is somebody's loved one. The disturbing discoveries didn't stop there. I found a tub full of remains, and then a second tub full of remains. I was just shocked. Almost 30 sets of remains. Somebody had the gall to store a family member in a storage oh unit like God. that. That somebody it was this woman, April Parks. She's behind bars. This indictment includes dozens of victims, including names that were on urns found inside the storage unit. Still going on. What saddened me was the fact that they put hands on this woman, physically bound her, took her out of her home, and ransacked her house. Hello? Hello, Patricia? Yes, it's Patricia. My name is Billy Mintz. I'm a documentary filmmaker, a friend of Rana Goodman. Yes, I, I know. The fact that this is happening now, it's just completely, you know, like, it's still going on. I got hit. What happened to you? I was sitting on my seat, and they came in and biffed me. 
there with something, I don't know what it was, but I was fighting them back and he was fighting me and then he turned my hands together, my legs together, and then he called his other buddy over and they flung me onto this gurney. I was in the garage and they carried her out like on a, I don't want to say stretcher, but she was tied down on something. I could see her struggling and she really didn't want to